the world is interesting and through taking like some sociology courses and a lot of history lately uh seeing how things repeat and seeing how things work and why society it's interesting Welcome back to the Late Late Podcast. I'm your host, Mace. I'm here with uh, Parker Barrio. Hello, hello. He's a local artist in Moncton, New Brunswick. He's some crazy stuff. We're going to get into your brand a little bit later. Cause okay, yeah, yeah. Cause the brand is something yeah. I spoke with with Ben. Um, yeah, I think he mentioned that, and he was like, I can't, I can't talk about that without... Uh, you there and i was like well i guess that makes sense i mean yeah. you can but i don't i don't really care no it's but pretty exciting yeah. stuff like the brand looks like it's it's doing well yeah it's it's been a journey it's been fun yeah doing things starting a brand is always hard and like luckily you started a brand as when you first started in the industry of doing art you yeah started with like when you start that kind of stuff you're a brand at yeah. the start and then you break off and yeah that was my big thing is like um like i grew up always wanting a brand and always wanting to do this whole clothing thing or art thing or whatever and i dabbled in it like i tried different things and whatnot um because like when i was like 10 10 11 i was in the skateboard world mm-hmm. skateboarding a lot so i'd make those like terrible iphone or ipod 4 like the touch with the terrible camera i'd make edits on that and i had a gopro That's hero a 3 minute ago <laughs> that i uh i bought this gopro hero 3 on black friday mm-hmm. but i didn't i, I wasn't able to go this was a, this is actually like a core memory of life my dad went and got it for me because i had to go to school because i was in middle school oh and then so i come home and he got me this gopro with my own money i saved up for like uh, months for it and my birthday was like a couple weeks before black friday so i was like super stoked so like that's my first introduction to cameras was wow. shooting on a gopro an ipod touch 4 and i had my mom's old like kodak digital camera that's cool i think it was like i still have it it's on my shelf i'm never gonna get rid of it it's yeah. kind of like um like a forever staple in the collection but I got that because they upgraded to another one back when, like, everybody had a little digital camera. The point-and-shoot ones? Yeah, like, the little ones you get at Walmart. I miss those days. Those are so much simpler. Mm-hmm. But, like, so I got that, and we, me and my brother would just shoot, and I'd, I didn't really, like, I, I like skating, but I had more fun filming, like, other people, like, my friends. So I'd make, like, these little edits to, like, whatever free music I could rip off yeah. iTunes or whatever or... I remember I did one because I went to Montreal and Ottawa with my family. So I made an edit to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. That's cool. So that's <laughs> like, that's like a, I still, sometimes I'll go watch it. It's on Facebook, like on my personal page. Sometimes I'll go watch it and be like, this is what started it all. And like, as I progressed and got older, I started filming bike videos, yeah. did the BMX thing, dirt jumps <clears throat> with the GoPro. And then I did some vlogs a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if Ben told you about that, but uh, in like 2019, like end of high school, I did a couple of vlogs, like thrifting and 
abandoned stuff and whatever. Yeah, the abandoned stuff I seen a few a few things you did. Um because I messaged you a while back asked cuz I seen that you did a couple of them and I was asking like if you knew of any spots and I think you told me a couple. I can't remember where they were, but Yeah, it's always <sighs> that whole world is really tricky because like technically what you're doing is illegal. Mm-hmm. So I really I don't know what spots I gave you or how much information. I was I always try to be pretty vague with people just cuz I don't want to be responsible for like other people's arrest or whatever. Yeah. And to go with that, I'm trying to not place myself there in case anything comes up. If you know what I mean, but like yeah, I I mean, I tried to do the whole like abandoned cinema cinematography things, but I was doing it with like an iPhone 6s at the time. Okay, and so it was all mobile phones. Yeah, I didn't even have a camera. I got my first camera Christmas 2019. And that's it, like really recent. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not long. <laughs> a lot of people are like, "Have you been shooting for like your whole life?" It's like maybe like two, three years. Like, because yeah, I know when I first met you, uh, how I, how I, I ended up meeting you was I got a hold of Ben, and because I had a brand at the time, and I gave yeah. him some some of my gear. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then I think he was given, and I was like, "What? That's sick! I want free stuff." <laughs> I was like kind of jealous it was a it was a good brand for a little bit and like i was trying to reach out to local people right yeah but then it kind of just fell back yeah but um no i remember i was in the car scene and we came down a few times and like francis knows you and yeah me and francis part of the group yeah yeah me and francis slammed my mini in 2021 in spring and i remember that that was terrible decision but (laughs) anytime you lower a car it's a bad it was fun I had some good memories with it, but like the car's such a mess now, but Mm -hmm. we're slowly rebuilding it. I'm hoping to reveal it this spring with some new wheels cleaned up, some stuff fixed and make it what I dreamed of. Oh, I love the car. It's unreliable and terribly made. Like that's what they are. But like, it's a very good, it's fun. It's fun to drive. Yeah. It looks cool. It's cute. It's different. And that's a big thing with cars. Like, I've been in the scene for, oh, man, well, since I was, like, 16. Yeah, so i only been in the car scene <laughs> since 2020. Yeah. So I always went to car shows. Me and my dad would go to the Nationals yep. and Speed Sport. Those were, like, the two main ones. I went to one Stancy's mm-hmm. show, like, just randomly stumbled across it in Centennial Park. But I only went to a couple shows, like, growing up with my dad. And he was like, he's into the old stuff, right? Yeah. So Camaros, your Bel Airs, your old Cadillacs, whatever. And I, I liked it. I thought it was cool, the Corvettes, whatever. But like, I don't know, stance cars just they, they're, they're unfortunately different. drew my attention. They're, they're different. <laughs> they are. And yeah. I've, I don't know, I'm 29 and I've had 29 cars. I've, I'm that type of person who buys cars and throws them away. Yeah. But no, I'm only on. There's a few that I've had that I kept. But. I've had four. Okay. One of them's a parts car that I just took a few parts off for the mini, mm-hmm. and then the other three I still have. Okay. Because <laughs> I had the mini. I have the BMW, the E46, and yeah. then my daily Chevy Aveo. It's just a little. Hey, if it works, it, it works. runs and drives and has heat, so it's great for the winter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. And I know you sp- you said something earlier. I just want to go back to it. You were talking about like 
how, like, you were talking about the digital cameras back in the day when they were point and shoots, and it was just a s- more simpler time, right? And I agree 100% because recently, so I'm, I was born in the 90s. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, I was I, born in that, that culture, right? I was born in the weird time, right? 2001, where you feel, like, the effects of the 90s still. Like, I still was on the digital cameras, mm-hmm. still knew, like, the PlayStation 2, the 3, like, the what you could call, like, a classic. Grew up on the Wii. Yeah. Game Boy, but then also in the age where phones are coming out, phones have cameras, phones have games, yeah, where things transition from VHS and DVD to Netflix. That's a whole other rant. I hate yeah. that. Well, don't get me started on that <laughs> one. We'll be here all night. We were, um, <laughs> one of the episodes I had, it was a while ago, we talked about that, like about how, um, because we were both born in the 90s and we were talking yeah. about like. We were kind of lucky because I think I ain't going to say this for all 90s people, but like most 90s people, we learned how to survive without tech. Yeah. But we also know how to thrive with tech. Yeah, I think. No. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes I think and I'm just like, like, I think like, OK, what if my phone broke? I'm like, OK, what would I actually do? Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of scary. And like, I think a lot of people should start considering that. Like, let's say I'm driving wherever and my phone breaks. I need to have a plan if, yeah, you know, like, uh, sometimes like, I don't know. Sometimes that just comes to my mind and I hate that I grew up in the weird age of the in-between where you grow up with tech in your life a lot, but also the old stuff yeah. still in your life. Like I'm, a, am big into like vinyls, CDs, VHS tapes yeah. and DVDs. Like I've started collecting my favorite movies on DVD just to have started collecting VHSs, uh, some favorites, some favorite records, some favorite CDs. And like, I'm at the point, like I really hate Netflix because like, let's say there's a movie that came out, like for example, interstellar, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies by Christopher Nolan, incredible but I couldn't find it on any streaming platforms and I wanted to go watch it. Yeah. And it's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? You take away the options when like DVDs, you go to the store, you pick out a movie that might look good. You watch it. If you like it, you have it for life. There you mm-hmm. go. If you don't, it goes in your junk drawer. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> like, but you're, you're <laughs> able to collect things. So I've acquired like some movies I really like on DVD, mm-hmm. like back to the future. Some like original good ones. man. I'm, Everybody makes fun of me for it. They're all like, why do you like that? It's just, it's so corny and cheesy. But like, Back to the Future, 10 out of 10. Perfect trilogy. Start to end. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, sure, it's corny. It's the 80s. What do you want? You know what I mean? I think um, there was someone, I was watching a podcast recently, and they talked about like, they were watching, um, what was it? American Pie. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they were talking about like, how that right there is like was the best time to be alive yeah because you go to a party nobody was on their phone they had phones cell phones but they were flip phones and you couldn't couldn't go on facebook couldn't put you know snapchat all this stuff it was like you were there and you were you were present and you were enjoying yourself now you go i mean i don't party i never really partied growing up but now like the parties i go to it's like you go in and it's very everybody's like lit up their faces lit up from their drugs yeah. and it's it's just so 
takes away from like like connection human connection it's so different now too like even like car shows a lot of it's Mm -hmm. like (sighs) i see some of these like people and their whole whole time at the car show is them taking photos of different cars with their phone posting them on the story and tagging Mm -hmm. the owner like are you even taking in what you're seeing are you even acknowledging the builds and that's why i like being a photographer like doing the whole photography thing is because like i'm not on my phone i'm using this camera that doesn't have instagram that doesn't have facebook you know all these things that can distract you and i'm still taking in the car while shooting with a camera so it's like i'm still taking photos but i'm also like experiencing it more Mm -hmm. so like i don't know it's a weird day and age we're in and i'm just chilling trying to enjoy vintage things yeah. in a modern world while also tired. still being modern yeah well we went to we we got here um probably like 10 no we left at 10 we got here like 12 something and we went to spin it records oh that's right. what's so sick and i'm a, I'm a vinyl guy too like yeah i love vinyl i i, I don't collect a lot of like i have a few i mainly buy like oh i feel like i shouldn't say these things publicly no, <laughs> i buy like I go to, like, thrift stores, and I'll get, like, the disco ones. or just really random, hey man. random beats. I was looking and then, at the disco and ones. And then I'll, like, I'll be, like, <laughs> working on making Clueless or editing or organizing stuff or whatever. And I'm just, like, vibing yeah. to disco, vibing to soundtracks, or, like, Mary yeah. Poppins. I really like these Mickey Mouse ones. Like, yeah. it's Mickey Mouse singing disco music. Oh, and like cool. There's just a bunch of random stuff. And the best thing is they're cheap, mm-hmm. right? So like I buy them for a dollar fifty cents because yeah. nobody wants them. It's just junk. But like honestly, it's a vibe. I only have one real album on vinyl. Oh wow! My beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye West. That's the only album I have. The only one. Yep, and it's the full like flip out collector's edition with yeah, all so the posters the side, yeah. and three That's- three separate. So you have a lot presses. of like, like you said, disco stuff, and I think disco, some rock, some random soundtracks, Mickey Mouse. I have an Elvis one. I think it's a mix of different hits, though. So. Yeah, like disco hits. I have four or five of those. That's cool, though. Just hey, just it's random still, stuff. It's still vinyl, and in a way, you're still collecting that. Well, and the vibe is just I don't know something about like you you set down the record and you just put the needle on mm. and then you're just chilling and. You want to you know hear the is. crackles and the scratches. The biggest thing is it's physically real. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, that's like that's what I noticed with like <clears> I shoot. <throat> I've been starting to print my stuff and yeah, like I shoot film now and it's just like and I develop at home. So like the fact that I can take the process of like taking a photo, editing it, and making it longer by like taking a photo, yeah, developing it, and then processing it. It just to me. That's more enjoyable, but that with vinyl, it's just like you said, it's something about like picking it up and setting it down. And that's like where my thing came from. Like when I, so I've, I have Interstellar on DVD. Mm-hmm. I have The Dark Knight on DVD. I have Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Joker. So I have all these movies, physically tangible, holdable yep. things. These are all movies that moved me that spoke to me that i enjoy that i could watch over and over and over again so that's like that's a part of it like where i want to collect things that mean something to me Mm -hmm. in physical form and i've printed i printed the a photo i took of the mini 
when it was right slammed and that's on my wall like the physically one no it's it's just parked in a parking lot with like a sunset behind it okay. or something because i know there you i don't know if it's you that has a real good roller photo of your the car the mini yeah it might be ben i think ben has a few rollers yeah because i know there's one out there and then i've seen it i'm pretty sure it's ben i like that photo shout out ben ben yeah i can't it's so hard to take photos of your own car because usually you just get oh it looks stupid Mm -hmm. well it's like being an artist you're you're hard on yourself it comes down people people always say i'm way too hard but I think the only way to get good is be hard on yourself. That's that's a good point. It's oh, it's a terrible mindset. <laughs> like I'll rip myself a new one twenty four seven. Yeah, that's the only way I get better. Well, that's you know if that's how you gotta be to improve on yourself, then like that's what works, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, some people just we all have a different like way of improving. Yeah, a lot of people ask like, "What's the secret? How do you do this?" There is none. Mm-hmm. I've I've learned like through this photography video thing clothes whatever there's no right way to do things. No, there's there's like, yes, there's proper ways. Like obviously you're gonna put your SD card into the computer <laughs> That's or whatever. Need to do. But there's no real proper way. Mm-hmm. And I hate I hate when people are always like, you need to do this this way or edit this way or. Or, uh, oh, it's too bright here. Or that's a weird location. There's no proper way. No. It's art. You're not going to go sit there and talk to Michelangelo and go, you're not doing it right. Yeah, I don't it like look, that brush you use. It doesn't look there. good. Like, it. I don't know. It's so weird. And that's really, that's a large part of the reason why I've slowed down on shooting. I don't know if you or find, see these videos on Instagram. It's, and they, they make me so mad. It's when photographers are like oh here's the best way to get a moody photo and then they show their settings it's like no it's because now you got people out there that are going to copy you there's it loses all the style it's going to be all the same across the board it's like yeah whatever it's cool but you gotta like i know when i started i've been doing it for 15 years i started i would mimic styles but then after a while i was like okay well i know what my style is and then you dial your own style in and it's like you can tell this is a me photo compared to, yeah. you know, they don't blend in. When I started shooting, I just took photos. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know what I did, but I just did things until it looked cool. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, purpose. There's no mindset of how I want it to look. I just yeah. stopped when I thought it looked cool. And then people liked it, too. And I went, well, that's cool. Yeah. But, like, I was, man, so summer 2020, when COVID hit, you could hang out with your one person. Me and Ben mm-hmm. were each other's one person. So, like, I'd pick him up every day on the mini, and we'd go just shoot whatever. Yeah. We'd drive around. Uh, he was a big reason I got into photography. He was shooting a lot of – I was into fashion. Mm-hmm. Well, I still am, but I was big into fashion, like your Instagram fit pick yeah. things. So, like, Ben was shooting a lot of those for me. Okay. And then when I got a camera, I was like, yo, teach me how to do this thing. So, mm-hmm. like, I, like, kind of watched him and figured it out and watched YouTube. And, and like, I think every day for, like, a month or two, I'd pick him up and we'd shoot from, like, 3 to, like, 10. See, that's – and that's how you improve. I tell a lot of people when they tell me they want to get into photography, I tell them, you take a photo a day <laughs> for a year – I, like your fo- first photo will be drastically different yeah. than your your last. Yeah. Because you're going to improve if you keep doing it. 
and that's, oh, 100%. you know, and that's a cool way to get like immersed into it. Like how you said, like, you know, you got in into it because Ben was doing it right. And like, you saw yeah. how much fun it is to create stuff and you were into fashion. So that, you know, I was into a lot of things that like hand in hand. Pl- yeah. I was into a lot of things that played hand in hand, like mm-hmm. clothes. I had the mini at the time. So I was getting more into cars mm-hmm. into clothes, into art and movies and, instagram pictures and all this stuff and i grew up making skate videos and skate edits and it just everything kind of fell into place in 2020 Mm -hmm. and then it just ran with it like yeah crazy because your guys' supercar photos were the first first photos i saw that was my first car shoot ever yeah or like my second car shoot was a first that was nuts man these are good my my second car shoot was a ferrari 458 a nissan gtr nismo Mm -hmm. and a mclaren 570s yeah see that's just and then i think that moment i went yeah this is fun let's see what can happen with Mm -hmm. this and i know you were doing like the little video things uh with like like uh what are they called like highlighting cars like you were doing them yeah a lot of them and i was like this is this is good stuff yeah around I, I remember your what was it uh thief yeah yeah. yeah around 2021 i started getting more into video mm-hmm. so i started making like the car edits i did a bunch of reveal videos for mm-hmm. people's cars the thief video that's funny like i watched that like the other day yeah i went concept cool execution terrible but, like, I, I, I wanted to tell, like, stories. Yeah. And that's leading into some things I have in the future planned. But And see, that's a big thing. I'm not going to talk about Just that. little, you know, like, breadcrumbs for people, right? Because yeah. Because they look at that and they're like, oh, well, that's a door left open. There's obviously something else that could happen from it. Yeah, that. like, I mean, I think um, I've done, like, the I did the Thief Part 1, Thief Part 2. I didn't really continue it. I learned a lot, mm-hmm. and then I didn't really feel like I wanted to continue it, so whatever. I did tons and tons of video edits of yeah. whatever. I did. I think I did some of the Unknown Boys, too. Yeah. I did uh, Complex Union After Movie. Yeah. That is the most viewed Complex Union car show video on YouTube, I think. 3.2K views. Big. But uh, I, I did the <laughs> I did the the fold video the fold show in PEI, okay, yeah. and I did the Stance East video. The one that was at the par- the parking lot. Yeah, it okay. was at the Coliseum in 2021. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I did all these in 2021, and then I did an end of season after movie that was like 45 minutes long. So I did all these long videos, and about like the breadcrumbs thing. Mm-hmm. So if if I was a person looking at my content, so you see bits and pieces of acting videos mm-hmm. you see longer format movie type videos what do you think's coming next mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying okay well, i have some things exciting. in like three to five like in the next three to five years okay it's it's not a rush thing i've really i think this year's like 2022 i've slowed down a lot i've been doing a lot of clueless i've been shooting clueless content mm-hmm. majority yeah i've seen a lot coming out of your guys's page I haven't, man, I haven't posted much on Shop by Little Park yeah, this past no, that's year. Right. I see a lot like, of your stuff on Clueless more than I do. Yeah, yeah. so I, I've been pushing Clueless more because that's where I see value. And I found, like, I was burnt out mm-hmm. at the start of 2022. I was like, this is not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So I took a, I stopped 
And I found way more fun in creating concepts and stories for the brand. Yeah. And I felt it was more rewarding because nobody can sit there and tell me you can't do that. Yeah. Because it's my brand. It's something you're growing. Rather yeah. Than like for t- with tire photography, I mean, it's like, that don't look good. This yeah. Look like yeah. 2022, I shot a little bit. I did a couple of my friends reveal videos for their cars. Mm-hmm. But I, I really slowed down. And... I think I've learned a lot like this past year um, to not rush things. It's a big thing. Oh, (laughs) it is a big thing. And like, cause, um, so like 2021, Mm -hmm. I was shooting probably five out of the seven days a week. Yeah, that's a lot. So I'd wake up, I'd work, I'd get off work, I'd go film, go shoot, take photos, edit all night, sleep, wake up, repeat. Mm -hmm. I'd do these and when I did like the complex union after movie, the roll call or the roll call, that's the same show. Uh, when I did the <laughs> fold movie yeah. and the Santis movie, I would shoot that all on a weekend. So we're talking, we get there Friday at six, yeah. shoot, 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 sleep at 11, wake up at seven, shoot from eight to 11 again, mm-hmm. sleep, shoot from eight to like five and then go home yeah. and then edit every night all week till like 3 a.m. Yeah, that's and then drop it the next week. And that was my big thing. I was like, I need to drop this one week after the show. Yeah. It needs to still be relevant. I think that's why I did well for views. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was rushing myself. And I did that for three videos. And then my end of season and my Stantis one were 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So same process, just more and longer. Mm-hmm. So like two weeks. <clears throat> and then by the end of it, I was just like, holy frig. I am putting all this work an effort into a free car video. Yeah. And that's why I'm here <laughs> and doing whatever I'm doing now. With I find with like making content, like I've been like I said, I've been doing it for fifteen years. Yeah. Professionally and Instagram like pushing Instagram probably like seven. Yeah. But out of them seven years, like I'll tell you right now, there'll be more than one time where you're at the point where you're like, I need a break. Yeah, and I think that's a part of life. Yeah. I don't think that's wrong, but I've definitely learned a lot, which is fine mm-hmm. and good. Like, I've learned, like, the uh, the slowing down, thinking. So that's why my next projects are going to be bigger, but mm-hmm. way more thought out, way more planned out, written. Yeah. And not rushed. Yeah, it won't be rushed. Yeah. And there's going to be more strategy to it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, with the creating content, I decided to kind of do this, like this podcast thing <coughs> I wanted yeah. to do for a while, but it's, I still get to create, but I get to create differently. Yeah. So it's like, he didn't say a whole like rape oh. broke down story. Or should we save this for the joint one? When, Honestly, when I, you get, I think we should. When you get both of us. <laughs> I think we That's going to be weird because like. We both have different interpretations on things. Mm-hmm. We have very different views on a lot. And you know what? There's which nothing wrong with works that. very well. Okay, well that's good. Which work? No, I'm not like I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying mm-hmm. like this works very well. Like so, he's doing his. You can include this. He told me I can say this. Okay. So he's doing a speed sport documentary coming out. Yeah, he. he that's we're excited for that. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna help executive produce that. Okay. So with that, like, and this is where we work well is he's has, he's having these ideas and then I'm giving feedback. I'm in business marketing. So I'm giving like these realistic 
um, like what a business or what a company or organizer could Mm -hmm. actually question on to help him get it you know what i mean so like we're working together to build up his thing like he's gonna do the pitch he's writing directing Mm -hmm. shooting it and i'm helping to produce it so some marketing stuff some feedback stuff some um a lot of promotion stuff well marketing stuff uh helping with some questions and some pitches for the organizers and just stuff like that but this is fully his vision yeah so i'm just gonna help in parts where i think i can help fill in some gaps and stuff yeah because he spoke about it a little bit um on his episode where he talked about like his his five-year plan kind of what he had yeah what he wanted to do right yeah so like it's important to write your goals down like he said and i like like I'm, I'm really excited to have you both on. Yeah, I think, I think it would be interesting. I think it'd be some good. Like I was so surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised because I know Ben. Uh, like I spoke with Ben like a few times at like you know when I was here and when he comes to uptown like in Fredericton, and you can tell like certain people that they're they would do well like with yeah the podcast. And uh, well, when I was in the hospital after I, I got. I'm going to say I got stabbed. I ain't going to say when I stabbed myself. When I got stabbed. Because it sounds more right <laughs> Um But when I was in the hospital, I was talking to one of my buddies, Josh Bravner. Um, he He's a lead singer for the Hypochondriacs. Okay, yeah. So he, he has a <coughs> band. They do pretty well. And uh, I sent him a voice memo. Vent, um, yeah, I can't even talk. A voice memo to explain something. And then he just comes back and is like, he said, you know, he answered the question. Is ben? Like, uh, no, uh, okay, Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's like, "You should do audiobooks. He's like, "Your voice is so soothing." <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, well, thank you." So like, I think <coughs> it's important yeah. part in a podcast to have like a calming voice. Yeah. And Ben's and my voice worked very well together because like uh, when I was listening to it, I was like, "This sounds good." This I don't know how my voice is gonna do. No, I, I think you're. I don't you're like very mine. mellow. Which I don't is good. like my voice. No, I think it sounds very weird. Is, really? Yeah, I mean, so when I was younger, I always wanted to be a rapper, right? Yeah. So I did the whole like rapping. Don't search for videos if you're watching this. They are <laughs> out there, but don't search for videos. Um, I did this whole rapping thing. Like I'd rap uh, at coffee houses mm-hmm. for with the church and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I felt my voice was weird. I still yeah. do want to do music at some point in my life. See a big thing for like with us for as fun. humans, like you will pick on yourself so much. Yeah. Like I used to hate my voice. And I feel like you do that more when you're creative, mm-hmm. like way more. It's, it's something you have to do. It's like, and, and in a different way too. Yeah. Like I'm not picking apart my looks. Mm-hmm. I don't really care to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm hot or not or whatever. I don't really care. If you're care. comfortable and confident. I'm just chilling. Yeah. If you, well, the biggest thing is, that, like, I think it's with anything. If you're happy with the situation you're in with whatever, <clears throat> like, obviously, I think health is important. And I've recently yeah. come, started to come to this where, like, um, like, I'm a bigger dude. And I've been bigger, like, most of my life. But when I was in high school, I was fit. But I was big. But it was, like... I played sports, right? So I was fit. Um, but now, like, I went from 412 pounds down to, like, 350 within, like, three three months, four months, which is quite a drop, right? Um, but it's because, like, we were talking about earlier, it's, like, water intake is so important. Yeah. 
things like that is so important. I think um, I'm realizing stuff like that more and more as I get older. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying perfect. I still eat well, and, terribly <laughs> at some. At well, as you get older, because you're still young. Yeah, I'm only 21. Yeah, you're still you're still a kid, right? So, like, not really. I ain't gonna say a kid. You're you're a young adult. You're a young <laughs> yes, adult. Yes, there a, we go. A, a young adult. <laughs> there we go. Here to um, ruin the world. But you'll be so hard on yourself <clears throat> regardless the situation of yeah. life. Like you could be doing so well. And like we're in a weirder type of world too. Mm-hmm. Like like uh you're not getting ju- judged or bullied or looked at funny in person at school anymore. It's online. It's yeah. when you sleep, it's behind your back, it's everywhere. So like especially where you're taking photos and videos where people are going to see it and you're scared of what people are going to think or how they're going to perceive it. There's way more places for people to yeah. talk their stuff. And that's what <laughs> sucks too. Like that was a big thing I faced with starting clueless with, you were worried about backlash. And stuff. Well, I got backlash, lots of it. And like, I hate, so like, I know, I know clueless isn't a car brand. I mean, Ben and I talked about this, but I feel like, you're 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 close with the car brand right like it's it's <coughs> kind of falls like the same style um that josh did with illicit where they started out and it was very it seemed like it was just straight up a car brand but it's easy to promote a brand with cars and it, it gets the point across for people right my thought behind like promotion and stuff is <clears throat> so i'm creating a brand that re- represents me mm-hmm. right so it's obviously going to represent the things I like mm-hmm. and enjoy. So that's why that's why everything's professionally shot with cameras, different mm-hmm. cameras. That's why there's well there's uh like well edited and done videos. I enjoy photos, I enjoy videos. That's why there's cars, I enjoy cars. That's why the things are designed like fashion brands. That's why we have our custom one-off pieces mm-hmm. for the boys to mess around with. That's why we're doing uh, we've put out photos and videos of like crazy outrageous fits with oversized things. These are all things that represent me that I enjoy, mm-hmm. like oversized clothing and high fashion and um, designing and streetwear and cars yeah. and skateboarding and s- scootering just because I like coal <laughs> um, and all this thing. So I think everything's reflecting me. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's a lot of cars in it. And a lot of my homies that wrap it have their cars, they got the banners, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's necessarily a car brand. Yeah. But then again, it's like when you're starting a brand, are you not going to go with a market you're already well known in? That, true. It made the most sense, really. And see, that's why, like, why Josh and them did that. And then, like, I know they had a lot of backlash. Like you said, you were having backlash. Yeah, I, I've i definitely heard of the people given the illicit hate. I Man, I don't even get it. I don't understand hate, okay? Like... Like, there's a difference between liking, not liking some designs. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, there's a lot of designs from a lot of different things or places or whatever that I don't personally like. Mm -hmm. But, and with Illicit, I've looked at it. I've seen the roots. I've seen their story. I've seen where they come from. I'm like, hey, their story's good. Mm -hmm. Their concept's good. Their values are good. Mm -hmm. That's what's important. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what matters. And if people are buying into that, then they'll buy into your designs yeah. and people will like your designs more or less than others. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. 
but you can't hate on the values. You can't no. hate on their story. You can't hate on their mission, their interests, where they came from, why they built it, mm-hmm. their story stuff. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's a big thing. And a lot of people didn't understand Clueless because we gave banners mm-hmm. to my friends and nobody else. Yeah. And these were people that drove bone stock Civic SIs or crazy cambered out st- slam static cars. Yeah. There was no in-between. Well, there was an in-between. Like, any range of cars. Like, Ben has a friggin' banner on his Impala. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that doesn't matter. I don't care about your clout. I don't care if your car is the coolest, if you have the most expensive wheels. If you're good to me, you're good to my friends, mm-hmm. you're a cool person, you see the vision, then that's where all the people that represent it came from. Yeah. Because they understand the vision. That's true. And I feel like that took, like, the car scene kind of... Like, that shocks some people Mm -hmm. because it went, okay, we have a limited edition banner that only certain people can get, and it has nothing to do with clout, following, or how expensive your wheels are. So a lot of people went, well, that's stupid. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no, this is how it used to be. And, like, well, I can't say names of people. You you don't have to say names. If you say a name... And I hear it, and I can beep out all names. Okay. Like, you need to beep these out. Okay. <laughs> what, what time are we at? Okay. All right. Okay. So, so be, you can beep that whole section. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see that what they're in it for. Mm-hmm. You can see their vision. And that is everything I wanted Clueless not to be. You wanted to be the opposite. So I went the complete opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like there's some there's some good brands on the East Coast and that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like everybody's so focused on brands from outside of East Coast of Canada. Like we look at a list that they have a good story, they have a good background, they have cool products. Sure, I might not wear all of them. I might not love all of them mm-hmm. or whatever, but that's personal taste. Nothing wrong with that. They have some cool ones. Some of their graphics I really like are really dope. Mm-hmm. Again, personal taste, but their story, their brand, what they're built on is very strong, yeah. very cool. And I see their place and purpose in this market. Mm-hmm. Complex Union. Phenomenal designs, some better than others. You know what I mean? Everybody has their ups, downs. It's all opinions, whatever. Again, built on good bones, has a place, yeah. has value, and they do stuff. Both Illicit Complex Union are doing things in the car scene, are giving back to the community, Properly. giveaways, shows events and i want to with clueless it's hard where it's starting out and i'm it's broke it takes time. you know what like i mean you said you know like and like we were talking about earlier if you don't rush stuff the the process is important right yeah it's and like that's that's what i've been trying to do that stuff is important i've been printing all my own things that's cool that's the big part right there so <laughs> so you're doing heat press or are you doing vine uh screen printing both Yes, sir. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> okay. Well, I used to do when I had, so I had, this is, mirrorless would be my fourth brand. So I had indigenous clothing. Okay. I had mock-up apparel. I guess it's three because then, then. And then unknown. Unknown. Oh, well, unknown really wasn't mine. I was just partner of it. Yeah. Remember when you guys said I could be part of it if I slam <laughs> my car and then I raised it? <laughs> that was, that was Francis. That was Francis. I, I love Francis. That was no, such Francis. that was such a good. Time. I remember like you guys like. I don't he know just sent. He chat. sent me the screenshot of um, of him sending it to the unknown chat, mm-hmm. and he was like, 
yo, Parker might be the new static king around. <laughs> and I went, you got to be kidding me. And then it was just a video of my car scraping as it comes out of his driveway yeah. and leaving, like, inch gouges in the road. Well, I remember there was, like, you guys were talking back and forth in a chat or something like that. And it was, like, <laughs> like you guys were arguing. Oh, I said arguing. I did it for clout. Yeah. Like, it was just funny. I actually didn't. So same in the car is like I knew what I wanted in it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really think about the logistics because mm-hmm. it wasn't functional. No, it's not. But now, so <laughs> here I'll show you what I'm doing to it now. Okay, so you got photos. I got a f- edited photo. Okay, see that's the way to do it. If you know how to edit, you're set because you can make your car. Oh, those are BB. Did you post that? I posted. Yeah, because I've seen that. This this is Photoshop slams. Okay. So I'm gonna try to tuck front. You had them wheels. I do. Oh. Yeah, I have the wheels. Oh. So I had the wheels sitting in the garage. I got the car. So the car broke for a year. It mm-hmm. wouldn't run. Finally got it running again. Parts car. They quoted me three thousand dollars. I did it for three hundred fifty bucks. That's gross. I bought a parts car for a grand. Sold two hundred fifty dollars worth of stuff. Sold the rest of the car for four hundred. And then fixed everything wrong with my car for three hundred fifty bucks. So you, yeah, so yeah, that's a that's a, that's a <laughs> smart way to do it. Right there. I was like, well, yeah. And my parents were nice enough to let me keep the mini in the driveway till I mm-hmm. could get. It took a year, but I had the BMW and I was enjoying that and yeah. driving it. It's the best daily. Yeah. Like summer daily. Is that lowered? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Some coilovers and some eighteen-inch SUV wheels. It's just simple, clean. Nice ride height that doesn't scrape. Yeah, it drives really nice. It's a really nice car. And it's a three series? Yep. Yeah. 323i. It's like the base model. It's from 1999. The interior is wicked and everything. Yeah. Yeah. All leather. I had a 735IL when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. It's like a limo. Yeah. (laughs) The long ones. It was like an 80s. And it was. I know a guy who has a. Oh, I can't say that, actually. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. You don't have to say it. I can't say it. Never mind. <laughs> Cut, just beep this part out, too. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to reveal this car, but it's going to look good. Yeah. Anyways. Well, when you and Ben get on, if it's revealed by then. Yeah. I don't know. He's he's doing his thing. Yeah. It takes time. Everything, you, everything when it comes to cars takes time. Um, but yeah, like I said, I had questions and I, I totally oh. just put my phone down. Um, I feel like we get off topic and oh, on a new topic and we're so easy, man. Like did we finish when me and Ben met? Well, no, we're gonna yeah, we are going to leave it for when you guys yeah. both on. Yeah. Me and Ben met. <laughs> leave it at that. Oh, when did they dot, meet? Dot, dot. <laughs> when did they meet? People will be like, and you we know, met like, yesterday. We get some good listeners on this podcast. How many too. views do you get? Uh, anywhere from two sixty to oh, really? That's that's month. good. Yeah. That's really solid well, per episode. Yeah, that's really solid. Yeah. and I mean, like some of the listeners. Much, are, I'll share this with all my homies. And yeah, stuff, and I mean that so. that helps, right? Because then people start listening to it. No, podcasts are always cool. Um. Some of the Clueless boys were talking about doing a Clueless one. Mm-hmm. I can't fill myself with another thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that I, I wasn't really for it. See, with I'm with, down to be on things. With podcasts but like, are just so they're one of them things if you have a designated area, like Yeah. I don't have like a studio. Traveling like is hard because like finding a good Airbnb that's like Yeah, this one setup. works. Yeah, this works one's good. wicked. 
Um, if you guys are looking for an Airbnb and you're in the Moncton area, I'm going to tell you where to go because this lady is super nice, super chill. Um, it's right above Mama's Pizza on Main Street. Yeah. There it's a vibe. <laughs> it's, if, you, if you type in – oh, freak, how do I find it? Oh, I click it. No, nope, no, that ain't it. 810 Main Street. 810 Main Street. Main Street. Moncton, Men- New Brunswick. <laughs> Main Street. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> really, like – Break down the discussion. We gotta get to your questions. We keep we keep, <laughs> we keep going oh, really yeah. no <laughs> and stuff. You don't need to know where this Airbnb is. <laughs> you can just kinda guess. Uh right here. Okay. Well actually, Frig. Just knock on every door, you'll find it. <laughs> hey, is this Airbnb? <laughs> no. Um, clueless. Break it down a little more. Like, like you, you, what already type? Told, you already told us like how it started, why it started, right? Things like that. Um are we allowed to know of things that are happening like in the future? Like, are, do you have some like cool drops? Like, do you have uh, collabs coming up with any brands? Like, you know, like clueless. I hate X? revealing things. Yes. Yeah. But you know, what? I sit on things for months. And, and like I think I sat, I sat on the clueless name and like the, you know, the banner design, like the arc with the question yep. marks on it. I sat on that for two months before I did anything with it. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's, I saw it on this hoodie design, like the big question mark with the clueless. Mm-hmm. I think I came up with it in April, and we only did it in July for Complex. Okay. Now, are they all champion or just yours? So there, are, all these ones are champion, but I'm switching. So I'll explain this. <laughs> so I'm in school. I'm in university for – like a business and for an elective I am taking an environmental sociology. Mm-hmm. So learning about uh f- effects on the environment both ethically and environmentally and all these like things to be aware of. So I've decided in 2023 that by the end of 2023 clueless will be 95% ethically sustainable environmentally friendly like everything mm-hmm. by the end of 2023 and i say 95% because i'm also counting every single little envelope and pen that i write with okay so sorting everything out will be hard but mm-hmm. the goal is for everything to be sustainable ethically sourced well ethically sourced 100% mm-hmm. that's the that's the goal for that but as sustainable as i can get it it's really hard as a small business yeah and so that's my goal. So we're going to be switching from champion because the stats don't line up <laughs> based on my research. But that is a goal of mine. Mm. And because, like, with the brand, I also want to promote good and, like, mm-hmm. good ideas. And through learning through this class and l- realizing a lot, it's opened my eyes quite a bit to things that I should be more conscious as yeah. a white person in Canada mm-hmm. that is considered in the richer side of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. should. So as a, as a business owner, I feel like it is my responsibility to care about things mm-hmm. and to pursue change in caring about these things. So that's a goal of mine for the future okay. that I'm going to be working on. It's going to take time and it's going to be work. That's but cool, though. But I want to have that value, even if it doesn't mean anything to all my customers. I just want to consciously know, like, hey, I am doing my part and trying to help make the world better and whatnot. Yeah. 
that's my sentimental no, that makes thing sense. for today. So now, like, with doing that, um, like, have you looked at options for, like, the healthier for the environment vinyl and like ink for so that's what so i'm starting with like blanks and stuff i'm gonna source make sure all that's good and then i'm gonna move to the ink i have a lot of ink already bought Mm -hmm. and it comes in big tubs so i can't really go back on that but i'm gonna research like everything i have from the brands i bought from Mm -hmm. and i I don't know it's just it's gonna be a lot of research but i'm gonna start with like blanks for t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that and then move on start from big to small Okay. And then do little things all the way down to like the stickers and yeah. to the vinyl and to whatever else. Because I know there's companies out there like when I used to do. Unfortunately, it's more expensive. It is. But. There's because there's more to it, right? But there is value in mm-hmm. making sure it's well produced and well made yeah. and ethically sourced. And that yeah. is important. Yeah, because the, the chemicals, like the, yeah. the, the ink, the dyes, just as too. good. Like it's, you know, like the way the more safe, environmentally safe ones, they're just as good. But like you said, they are more expensive. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of research, but that is a big goal of mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to get it done this year. If you're taking it's, steps it's to hopefully it, that's important, right? But it, it has been a thing from when I started, mm-hmm. too. Like, even before I started Clueless, I knew I wanted, this was a part that I'd want to make sure is good at mm-hmm. some point. And I'm trying to do it earlier rather than later. Yeah. Because it's way easier when you're smaller. To get things settled and leveled. Yeah, to get thing your suppliers organized and yeah. all that. But, like, and, like, with these first hoodies, so the first hoodies I did, the black ones and then the red and gray ones, I outsourced, right? So I okay. had no control over that. Yeah. But everything since, I've been doing myself, printing, designing, sourcing the blanks, all that. So I've had more control and more knowledge into that. Mm -hmm. Were they outsourced through, (coughs) um, what is it, Printy or Printful? No, it was a local thing. Yeah, because I know like when I outsourced a few, I did Printful and they were pretty quick and cheap and stuff. But it's cool that you're doing it all like in-house now because like obviously you save your money. Well, saving money <laughs> in the, I'll save money in the long run. Mm-hmm. It there is a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. I'm lucky enough that my dad worked in a screen print shop when he was younger. Yeah. So he still has a, he still knows the guy who runs it. Yeah. So that guy's been helping out like the emulsion with the ink and stuff like that and Yeah, he's been uh helping do like the actual burning of the screens and okay, things yeah. like that. Yeah, because if you don't have the right gear for it, there is ways to do it, but it just makes it more more of a process. Yeah, like you can do it with your like lamp with a certain light bulb, mm-hmm. but it's more of a pain. So I've been getting my screens burnt, and then me and my dad will print, dry, and okay. whatever. But I've also been doing the artwork, and then I send them the files. Okay, so are you using like a one-arm press? Uh, I have a four-color one. Okay, good, yeah. Yeah, I know I sold the one I had. I had an A-color, and I sold it to a couple in St. John that make bags. <laughs> and they bought it to to do these, like, for their bags. Um, but I had that. I had the flash dryer. I had, like, 
the yeah i have a flash charge the emulsion thing to like the screen thing yeah i don't have one of those that just outsource it yeah it's well, easier if you have like and i don't have a space right? like me and my dad were yeah. doing this in the backyard <laughs> in the garage it's really ghetto it, it, it takes a lot of space. but and i've been taking a lot of photos i kind of like like having a innocent starting story type mm-hmm. thing you know what i mean like i'm not starting with it's super real like i started clueless with a thousand dollars yeah which I think is a lot. I think you could do it for way cheaper if you really wanted to. See, the way I went about, like, uh, I guess it's what you offer. If you're offering hoodies and that's it, it is doable with, like, you know, 500 bucks. But if you're offering, like, hoodies and, and shirts and, like, like shorts, whatever. And I've right? been trying to get into more stuff. Like, we did flannels for mm-hmm. Slam Jam. Nobody's ever done a flannel in the car scene. No. We did tote bags. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever done a tote bag. We did a bright pink shirt to match Fleet's Miata. Like, <laughs> I want to do different things. I always grew up in liking clothes, so yeah. I see my inspirations and how I want to apply that to Clueless. Yeah. And I think you're doing it right. Like, I see... And I try to movement. do different marketing, too. Yeah. Like, very... Well, the stuff you've done, like, recently with Ben and, and that other guy there, like, the paparazzi shoot. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. It didn't work out as well as I wanted it to, <laughs> but that's just me being yeah. picky at yourself. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, I bought a, oh, what's it? What is it? I think it's a 85 to 300, 75 to 300 okay. lens for like a hundred bucks. Like one of the cheap, normal Canon glass ones yeah. to mess around with that. And I'm, I, I thought it was cool. Like the shots that came out from it. So what are you shooting on now? Uh, oh no, <laughs> a little bit of everything. <clears throat> well, I have. Oh, I. <sighs> you really don't like. <laughs> you really. Don't I like <laughs> gatekeeping, low key. Okay, <laughs> I'm do, I'm gonna do a little rant on gatekeeping. All right, let's hear it. A lot of people say it's bad. Mm-hmm. I say it depends. Okay. I'm not gonna gatekeep Lightroom. Mm-hmm. or the video editor or if i use a macbook or not mm-hmm. or if i use a canon or an icon mm-hmm. but things that i perfected throughout the creative process and learned and just trick like little very like things like that mm-hmm. i am going to gatekeep because the only way i found out those was trying and learning and i think like okay, i yeah. think i think giving people the right tools to start is good mm-hmm. but giving people everything ruins the creative process okay so me and, ben and that is my hot take okay me and i'm ben scared had, <laughs> i'm scared ben now. Had a good talk with this I, and okay the thing is like talking you like how you feel is important and i'm well before we go on you shoot with an m10 or an m50 yeah am i right yeah okay i just i i, I just kind of had that feeling after like you were talking about like how you perfected it right so i'm like because i would never guess you sh- shot with you think better? I would think you shot with at least like, I could see an iron. Really? Yeah. No. No, I'm not joking. Like that's whoa, actual whoa, facts. Whoa. No. Like, not. No. The 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 clarity and stuff that you shoot with is, I could. Because Instagram is hard to tell what someone shoots. With. Yeah. Yeah. You, well. Yeah. You, Instagram if you're ruins like a things. Perfectionist, and you know, like. You well, actually thought at USR range. though. No. Well. No, I knew what you shot with. Like I, but I thought it looks about like it. an R. I wasn't sure if you changed 
So no, I I've like, had the same. I haven't. I don't. But when plan you on said you there. you bought a, I clued in after you said what you bought for for glass. I bought the cheapest zoom lens you can buy on the yeah. internet, <laughs> on Facebook said, Marketplace. After you said that, like that, and you you said it was a Canon. So I was like, I think you see the way I do things now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because well, like you said earlier, you're very vintage. I am a firm believer that camera does not matter. A hundred percent. At all. And, you know, I'm going to be and one of them people. People backlash me for this, but because I shoot with a, a Z6. Yeah. So like I shoot. With That's a weird a, camera. A, it's, a, it's a pro body camera, right? And a lot of people don't like that. I've seen some weird rants about that camera. The autofocus is weird. But once you dial the autofocus yeah. in, you're good. But, no, like I, I'm the same as you. Like I'll tell people. They'll be like, oh, what camera do I need? Do I need to go buy this one expensive? Whenever no. what, people always ask, like, what camera should I get for sir? Mm-hmm. A $50 one so you don't waste money when you want to quit in a year? I don't know. I yeah. started my first camera. I had the Nikon D3100. Mm-hmm. It was my brother's old camera. And him and my him and my mom gave it to me for Christmas. And it came with a zoom lens, like the kit lens zoom thing. Yeah, and a 50 to, mil. 18 to 55 or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. a 50 mil. <clears throat> and I think he was trying to sell it for like 200 bucks, mm-hmm. right? So I... I have a two hundred dollars setup. That's my starting, and then, like after a few months, I I, I still have that body. Mm-hmm. I'll always keep it. I actually still shoot on it every now and then. Did you say it was thirty four hundred? Thirty one hundred. So it's like really old. Yeah. No, that's like two thousand four. Yeah. Like when you change the settings to adjust the shutter, it doesn't. Yeah. Like you have to like look at the light meter and all the weird yeah, it's stuff. Legit. It's I love it. I'll <laughs> keep it forever. It should be. And I shot on JPEG. Ooh. No raw. <laughs> people, people, like other photographers were like, that is cringy. Why do you do that? Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford Lightroom at the time. I was using Lightroom on my phone. Like when I started, $200 camera, JPEG, Lightroom on the phone. Yeah. That's it. That's that. I miss those days mm-hmm. because it was simple. And that's the thing with photography and this video thing is I made my after movies like my big large after movies for these shows yeah. on a $400 Canon M100 with a kit lens and a CPL filter <laughs> but they came out crazy and that's what I always preach when people are always talking like what camera should I get what camera do you use blah 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 it doesn't matter at mm-hmm. the end of the day if you suck you're going to suck with a $5,000 setup or a $200 setup. So, but if you're good, you can make it work. And I think pushing the limits is way more satisfying than being than having lots of room to grow yeah. in a body. So Ben and I spoke about this. And like I said, like I don't like I'm at the point in my life now like I've almost died 3 times in my life. Yeah. So like you get to a point in your life where you want to speak what you want to speak. And that's what people are going to listen to. And if they don't want to listen to it, they don't want to listen to it. So, but me and Ben talked about this, about gear. And we talked about, I'm not going to say names. <laughs> Certain well, people you can buy. beep it out. <laughs> you can well, beep I, it out. You have the power. I, oh, yeah. So, his ta- he talked about some, I can't remember his name. Some kid, I don't know if he was from here or Halifax, goes out and buys like a you know, full, full kit Sony, all this stuff. Right? And is just starting. It's like, no, you don't do that. Because all you're going to do is you're going to put that camera on auto and you're going to let that camera do the work. It's like, no, it don't work that way. 
I, I always say that too. I think like a $100 Nikon body will teach you how to use settings way more than anything else. It will. Especially if, Nikon. They're if, trash. If like the want, old ones are terrible. <laughs> but if you can get a good photo with them. Nikon like that. <laughs> no, like Nikon's fun, but like, mm-hmm. like the old ones are terrible. The thing is with Nikon. Um, I like Nikon. I miss it. Well, I <laughs> like, shot, don't get me wrong. I've shot with Canon. I've shot with Nikon. I shot with Olympus, Fuji, Lumix. Like, I've yeah, been, I remember I when you were on the Fuji stuff. That, <laughs> yeah, I loved cool. it. I loved those it. Those are cool. And, but when I shot with Nikon, and this is a big thing with Nikon, they're good when you dial them in. Yeah, it's a learning thing. But their interface is the worst of life. Yeah. That's why everybody's like, oh, when you're starting out with cameras, you go get like a T3i. Because Canon. I've always said the opposite. Really? I've always said a Nikon D3000, like any of those. You have to learn. Well, and I think that's, that's what, I think that's why I was like, got good really fast Mm -hmm. is because I actually had to work for my shots. Yeah. Ben had a T5i at the time. I don't think he had to work nearly as hard as I did. Yeah. Well, we still both grinded. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. But I think I had to put way more into it. You guys, and and like you said earlier, like we also shoot different, different, you know, outlooks on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So your shooting styles would be completely different. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's important. Um, but it's cool that you guys are like so close and like that you've, you've done so much together. I've known him since forever. Well, high school, but see, that's cool. And that's not that long ago. So high school. No, it's been five years. So, I think I met him five, six years ago. That's not a long time ago at all. He's been shooting way longer than me. Too. Yeah, I think he, he explained it on his episode. Um, but he was on and off. Yeah. When me and him started going out, that's where things really... And he really started to progress. We'll talk about that in our dual yeah, interview. That's, that's exciting, that one. Okay, I'm going to pull up my camera. We're only at... Oh, dang, that's not even that long. How long is it? Only an hour and three minutes. Ben's went for an hour and 40. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben's was an accident for an hour and forty yeah. because we I didn't look and then we just got talking about topic and the next thing I boom way down there. Um, there was something I wanted to touch on and I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. So now you talked about like how you're an artist, right? And like how you know you've you done photography, you somewhat still do and video, fashion, things like that. I want right? everybody's like. A lot of people are talking to me like I fell off or something. Well, you said that you took a break from photography. Yeah, and I think that's normal. Like, yeah. If you look at like great people, Peter McKinnon takes breaks too. A lot of breaks. And I love that guy. <laughs> he's no, Peter, fen- he's I, phenomenal. Peter McKinnon's rock. He's he's <laughs> good. I love him. I love his stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say he's the best photographer. I, I don't think so. I think he's the best at putting himself out on the internet mm-hmm. photographer. So... I um, but I, I don't know how to classify best photographer either. Well, you can't. It's you impossible. Can't. Um, because creating a great image is one thing, but creating a great image with a story is another thing. Creating a great image with a story yeah. that lasts is a whole another thing. Yeah. Right. But uh, like coming back to like how people talk about him being like the best, a big thing is you got to learn with social media and with like content creators and stuff like this and uh, influencers that you can't put them on a pedestal because yeah. they're human. And Peter, yeah. McKinnon, Peter McKinnon will tell you this. 
Yeah, like, I've definitely seen that in his, his videos. He talks about how his here with us. He's not here. He doesn't, you know, if he sees you out in public, he's going to say hi. You say hi to him. You know, it's like, it, yeah, it's a different, a different thing, right? That's what I like about being in this photo video mm-hmm. scene is like the, the big ones. Um, okay. I'm gonna back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the photo scene, other than local, I see a lot of clout chasing in some local Mm -hmm. but outside of this so if i'm looking at peter mckinnon or casey neistat Mm -hmm. or even steven spielberg christopher Mm -hmm. nolan these like great filmmakers directors these great photographers vloggers storytellers it's all the same like passion and humbleness Mm -hmm. throughout i've watched countless spielberg interviews i've watched countless christopher nolan interviews countless Casey Neistat videos, countless Peter McKinnon videos, you all see the same love Yeah, where it's not clout driven. It's based on, we want to tell stories mm-hmm. and our perspectives and our mindsets. And I think that makes this photo video niche world thing mm-hmm. so much more special than basketball or anything. Yeah. Cause basketball is like LeBron's the best. I'm the best, I'm whatever. The best, yeah. Where it's like, Peter McKinnon's like, Casey Neistat did this, and this is incredible, and I look up to Steven Spielberg, and I love how Christopher Nolan, like, I've watched interviews of Quentin Tarantino, another phenomenal director, Mm -hmm. saying Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk is one of the best movies of modern time. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the passion that you see, and that's what I love about this area, because it's it's not clout-based, especially in the big names. Yeah. Like all the big names work together. Like, so Christopher Nolan does the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Mm. Phenomenal. Then when Zack Snyder does the Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, other stuff, Christopher Nolan works on it as a pr- executive producer. It's all the teamwork. It's all the yeah. sh- same love where like other things aren't like that. And that's what stands out so much. Yeah. And see, I try to push that like, it's hard to push it locally. So, like, yeah, kind of like what you were talking about, how local, it's, it is it is all about clout here. And it, it does suck. It's on s- in some people. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a bunch of good photography friends mm-hmm. that are super chill. We're all loved, and you know what I mean. And, that's and like, like, me and Ben work really well. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard when we're all shooting the same shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I said it. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Sometimes it's hard when we're all shooting the same stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I don't know. It's see it's interesting. Locally, like in Fredericton, like um so the the guys that I've I've never really worked with, but like I grew up kinda with knowing and like I know them and we we help each other out, we'll throw gigs to each other, you know, like I'm gonna put some names in there because I eventually have them I'm I'm trying to get Desmond uh on the podcast, but I haven't messaged him. Yeah. So Desmond Simon. His uh his is Aboriginal like me is from Elzebuktug. He's a really good photographer. Uh, Nate Gaffney is another First Nations. His stuff, like his nature stuff, yeah, is crazy. And I think like it's because whenever I see something I like that they post, I'll share it and then I'll give them you know all this stuff. Yeah, and then it's the same thing with them. Like if they see something that I post. Or someone else posts, you know, like, I don't know if it's certain age at a certain age, we get more supportive of each other. 
Um, because, I think because oh. a lot of the the ones I see that are cloudy are like they're I I don't want to say an age because like it'll give it away who I'm thinking about, but not you, not you obviously. Um, I am in it for the clout, guys. But they're above your age, but they're below mine. Really? Yeah. Really, I was thinking way different. So see, I, I'll 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 tell you the name after the podcast. <laughs> but um. Really? Yeah. Huh. No, and I see I see if I see it from a lot. Huh. And um, just from social media, you see this, right? Like. Well, you see, I think with photos. I hate saying this because it feels like, but you can tell based off what someone, like what cars someone shoots. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's wrong to want to chase your Ferraris, your GTRs, whatever. But like my mindset was always, am I going to waste my chance with a Ferrari if I haven't prepped at all, if I haven't learned at all? You know what I mean? So I was like trying to get the best shots on your base model civics or whatever. So when I do get that Ferrari chance, I can drop a banger. You know what I mean? Like, it was like you were talking about earlier about the gear, you know, you don't go out and you buy this stupid expensive camera. You see it all the time on Facebook marketplace. Like I scroll pretty often for cameras and just random stuff. You'll see just got this camera like a few months ago, used it a couple times, not, not trying to get into photography. Mm -hmm. And it's like a a seven four, with three lenses and a full bag and tripod i'm like wow realize that it's not as easy as it seems and i don't want to discourage people like when i first started i'm going to be honest i was that type of person that's like you asked oh hey what camera should i get for photography i'd be like no don't do photography really yeah because i found that like if if you came to me and you're like hey i want to get into photography i want to do this I'd be like, no, you don't. It's stupid. It's not worth it. It's expensive. I give you all the wrong reasons yeah. to get into it, hoping you wouldn't get into it because then you wouldn't take my clientele. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, I'm no, like, get into it. I, I give you good advice because <clears throat> I feel like people, a lot of people are going to be different from me. Yeah. Right. So I feel like a, pe- a lot of people like they'll ask me what I should get, mm-hmm. and then I'll say like, get a cheap can and get a cheap mic on. Mm-hmm. I feel like. They think I'm trying to throw them off, mm-hmm. but it, it's the truth because like if you're just trying it out, you don't know if you like buying it. a $200 camera, you'll be able to sell it for $200. Yeah. Most of those fall to one point and then they stay at that price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a D3100 will probably be worth 150 bucks and forever <laughs> and I'll stay there and you're not going to put the shutter speed up or whatever to like affect it anyway. Yeah. Where like an A7 will depreciate like crazy in a year. Yeah, a pay, new one. You pay five grand for it, let's say, with your, all your, your accessories, and it's only going to be worth 1200 bucks. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm always saying. And people are like, but why so, why so crap? Why, why, why so trendy? Because the mindset nice. for me was always if I can take a crazy good photo mm-hmm. on a $200 setup, then what can I do with the $800? What can I do with $1,000? Yeah. And, like, when I'm shooting cars, people are like, I bet that costs a lot. And I'm like, well, yeah, it did. But, like, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If I had, like, I could have a red. Mm-hmm. You could give someone a red, and they have no idea what they're doing, and they could make something not good. It could be junk. You could give a professional filmmaker the Canon M50 with the kit lens, mm-hmm. which is $600, and they could make a movie. Like, mm-hmm. 
people always forget skill matters and gear and my also mindset was i'm shooting for free mm-hmm. it's a big one i really want an r but financially it doesn't make sense yeah why invest in something that won't make me money but if you're making you know you're doing good now with the one that you use yeah. Mine's will keep it. It's still doing what it needs to do. Yeah. Taking photos and video. And like I I was I was at this point like a couple weeks ago where I was like, should I sell the M one or M fifty, maybe get something different? I don't know. And then I look watched a few videos mm-hmm. on what people are doing with it. And I was like, Oh, I'll try that lens out, try this lens out. That's why I bought a zoom. Yeah. And I try I bought a tripod too, fluid head. Yeah. So I'm gonna mess around with things and like I don't know. And that's such a small camera. Like, you could run it on a gimbal easy. Yeah, that's what I do. Super smooth. Yeah, I, that's, like, my thing now. I was like, let's see let's see what else I can do with this mm-hmm. before upgrading. I'm pretty sure you could rig it out with a small rig. Like, I, I don't see. <laughs> oh, you got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the small rigs are good setups. So. I got a cage for free. Cages are it. Oh. That looks... That... It that's, looks pretty good, that's eh? Smooth, that shelf's dope. Oh, wait, never mind. I that's thought the shelf was like made out of black iron pipes. No, that's my brother's. Oh, but that's Lego. a sick setup. Yeah, it works. I haven't tested out a whole lot because I just got things, but I am excited to mess around with it. That's exciting. No, it's, that is exciting. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to... My brain's just being so... Camera bad. stuff is fun. Artist. Camera stuff is fun. Yeah. We talked about Clueless. You know, um, you just kind of like, you you took off and I loved it. Like you. you I have a lot of things to say. I I like that. I watched some interviews and I'm like, I want to get on one. I have things to say. (laughs) I think, oh, I'm not going to say that. No, you can say it. No, this sounds so like float my boat type thing. No, man, there's nothing. Like gas myself up. But I feel like I have a lot of good like concepts and ideas mm-hmm. about how people can tap into like mm-hmm. things they enjoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I watch I, a lot of movies. I, I watch really a lot of pop culture. So far, stuff. like the things you said there, like usually what I do is I snip a, a section of it and I put it at the start. Right? Yeah. Just to kind of give people an idea. You're going to have like 38 I, options. I have no idea <laughs> like what to, like I've been like. Should I say something controversial for it? should say something really dramatic. Oh no! I sold the mini. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. Cut. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Sometimes, like, I'll get into like this mindset that I'm constantly on video, right? Mm-hmm. So like things will happen, and then it'll be like a what the heck moment, and then I'll look over like there's a camera there, and I'll be like, I'm like, are you seeing this? Like this is ridiculous. Like, but I'm not, and I just look crazy because I'm in public. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, that's that's passion. It's like the Truman Show style. You're starting to realize. Society's weird, man. No, it... it oh, Look, no, I don't want to go down this rabbit you hole. You should have got like this at the start of this because, oh, man, we could have pushed five hours of a podcast about that <laughs> stuff. I've, I've been starting to, like, you know, start to, like, open, we'll say, my third eye. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. But start to realize certain things and things like that. And it's like, wow. The world is interesting. And through taking like some sociology courses and a mm-hmm. lot of history lately, uh, 
seeing how things repeat and seeing how things work and why society it's interesting it's very on loop and like so i'm in business marketing mm-hmm. and i'm taking sociology courses and learning about how marketers target people in terrible ways mm-hmm. and i'm having this huge wake-up call and war inside my brain i'm like so my vision for clueless is i am not going to be that mm-hmm. we are going to market in proper ethical ways that encourage human flourishing and so i feel like i have i don't think i've sold any false identities with clueless no you know what i mean like through the marketing but it i've been i've learned a lot of things like recently just these past few um months and through last semester too like a lot of things that are that i'm waking up to being like okay i need to care about this i need to think about this more um, these are things that should be important. These are things I should care about, especially as a young person in a generation of who knows what's happening. You know what I mean? So, like, I've I definitely felt like I've learned a lot of things I should that I'm starting to care about more now. Yeah. And then as, like, a artist, as someone who – I hate using the word influencer. Okay, yeah. But, like, I do have influence in the world. Yeah. So, like – as that, I feel like I need to be responsible in what I say or think or view or care about or yeah. whatnot. So recently, um, I started to kind of like, like you said, as an artist, we do have influence. And recently, I started to realize that. So when I went to Mexico, um, I came back and uh, I, my, I had my, I had an experience there that kind of made me realize the certain yeah. things. So when I came back, I said, okay, well, I'm a photographer. I was like, I can educate people with photo. So, um, like in, in my culture and not just my culture, just like an issue that it will happens in first nations a lot is uh, missing emerging indigenous women. So, um, with, we've had like an incident close to home where this girl has been missing for like a year and something. Right. And it's something that when it hit so close to home, I was like, okay, well I'm going to educate people with this. So I went out and I took a series of photos that represented like the struggle between this. I don't know if you've seen them on my Instagram. Yeah, I think I've seen a few of them. them. Um, But I, I did these series and my plan was to raise money, sell the prints and then give a portion to uh, gig new transition house, which is like a, a transition house for, you know, a women and stuff. Um, And, doing this i really realized like how much a simple like exhibit can really like you know it's like a big rock in a puddle it's not like a little pebble yeah because when um my friend oscar uh baker his uh, awesome reporter he works for indigenous a cbc indigenous he reached out and did a interview with me and then the next day ctv messaged me and they're like hey we want to do you want you want to be on yeah and then the ball started rolling yeah Yeah. and like cbc got a hold of me and then like cbc was at the event then did a piece there with me it's like my my grandfather came into the the event and he looked at me he's like are you disappointed because there wasn't a lot of people that came through there was quite a bit but not not like a lot for what it was yeah I looked at him. At first, I wanted to say yeah because, like, obviously, it, it it's hard when you're an artist and you don't have a lot of people come to an event. Yeah, it hurts. Right? It's it, that's something that's definitely very stressful it's, too. It's kind of like you oversell, right? Yeah. But what happened was, 
I thought about it and I was like, I'm not, I'm not disappointed because my plan, the whole, uh, the whole plan was to stir the pot with this issue yeah. and make a ripple. And w- I had three. And you made your statement. I had three news companies get a hold of me. That well, one is, you know, like people at West would see it. Yeah. CTV's big. Yeah. And then CBC's local. Well, not local, but still big. Yeah. Um, so in my mind, I did what I had to. Yeah. And I I succeeded I in the point of getting my point across. And I think that's a very fair way to judge it. Yeah. And and you know like. I think it's important to remember as artists how much influence we have. Yeah. And that's, that's like to tie into what I was talking earlier to make mm-hmm. clueless, sustainable, mm-hmm. ethically sourced, 100%, like all that. That's also like if I'm selling products and making products and buying blanks or whatever, mm-hmm. then I need to do my part to make sure this is all proper stuff. Yeah. Because there are places where kids and women and mm-hmm. males and people like me and you mm-hmm. are paid next to nothing or in unsafe places to or make all that yeah amounts of so stuff. i feel like as a brand owner mm-hmm. i need to care about that yeah and i don't think a lot of people do and i think that being part of like the uh, the the clueless um i don't know the word i'm thinking of <laughs> About it being part of your brand yeah, is super important. And I think that will make once like, cause a lot of people are starting to really realize like how things are working, what's going on. So I think once people see that, that you're trying to, yeah. you know, work with that, I think it will do you well, Yeah, but not just that. It's not about making the brand do well. It's more of an ethical thing, right? For you. Yeah. Like, because you want to know that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was like the that. big thing. Yeah. I didn't, to be honest, like when I make sure all these changes are good and mm-hmm. it's 100%, I wasn't even thinking about talking about it publicly. Mm-hmm. That well, no, doesn't matter cool. to me. You know what I mean? I don't care if people want to buy, like, it sounds bad, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if publicly people, like, it's not going to be a selling thing, mm-hmm. not a selling feature. No, it's not going to be something that you. But I want to know myself that yeah. I am doing my part yeah. to make change yeah. for the better. And see, these and I have I have a few about picking this yeah. away, uh, out from you, right? Because yeah, these are designed like obviously I'm not like I I don't know how to make, how to say this. It's not like you're trying to build somebody up, but you're just trying to let people know who they are. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It like I'm I'm a firm believer on everybody's equal like yeah and and it's weird because like ben and i talked about this in the last episode um about the exhibit like how he shot with somebody and the people he was shooting with i shot with the girl before and her boyfriend knew who i was and knew the stuff i did and and stuff like this and it's like and ben said you know you run into that a lot like i get noticed out in public but it's not like it's not like something I strive for. Yeah. It's just something that happens. No, I've definitely right? had that too. Yeah. So it's like something that will happen as you grow, right? Especially. And a lot of people will stop, like, if I'm shooting on the side of the road with mm-hmm. the Clueless boys, they'll stop and be like, what's Clueless? What does that mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, explaining that. And like, people are like, oh, that's cool. That's a different take. That's mm-hmm. unique. You know what I mean? It's definitely weird, though. 
Yeah, no, and it, it just gets like that. Like, yeah. And it's something you, as an artist, you'll live with. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun, and, and creating stuff is cool. And that's why I like the term artist. Mm-hmm. It's not limiting. Yeah. And like you spoke about that earlier, you know, like how you changed your name from like strictly photographer, videographer to artist. Yeah. Like I find the world likes labels mm-hmm. and people like labels. We're taught to like labels. Mm-hmm. I worked at a camp and we had your head staff. There's like seven people, I think, that yeah. made up head staff. But then everybody wanted a head position. Like, I want to be head of Rockwell. I want to be head of canoeing. Mm-hmm. And like, as a as I get older, like I was one of those kids. Like, I wanted a head position. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's that means power. And then as I get older, like I I start to hate, I start to hate um, titles and labels. Like people are always like. Oh, you're the owner of Clueless. Clueless is yours. It's like Clueless is for the people mm-hmm. that believe in the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I run it. I own it, sure. But it's not, it's for the people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's for the people that see the vision, that understand the difference from other things in this scene. So I started thinking, okay, I'm so I'm not a photographer anymore. Mm-hmm. I shoot like nothing. Yeah. And the weird part is, like, everything I shoot for Clueless, photo and video, I don't even count as my photography. I just see that as Clueless doing this. This is what Clueless is doing. I'm just here doing nothing. You're working for Clueless. Yeah, basically, for Mm -hmm. free, for the people. (laughs) No, but, like, and people are always like, oh, you're a photographer. You're a videographer. And I want to change that. I want to, like, I'm an artist. And that means my possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of other things I want to do, way more than just your Instagram photos or your car edit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm designing logos for clothes. I want to design my own styles. I want to push the bar. Yeah, I have lots of things planned. Can't get into that. Because I feel like if I talk about things public, got the gatekeeper. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, well, like I have a bunch of big projects I want to do and ideas, but I feel like if I talk about them, that means I have to rush them. Mm-hmm. So people like, are like, "When this is happening, when this happens, when this happens." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and that's when I get really stressed out because yeah. I I'll tell you about it after. But I have some projects I've been working on for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. No, it like passed two years, roughly, okay. since 2021. So a year. <laughs> it's like a year and a half. Yeah. I, I have some projects I've been working on. And, like, I like when I was first talking about it, I talked about it with a few people. I was like, I'm going to do this next year. And, like, now I'm like, okay, I don't want to rush it. I'll mm-hmm. perfect it over the years. But, like, and that's why I haven't been talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. it, I'm dropping hints, cookie crumbs, if you look on the Instagram, if you look at what vibe we're tying into. But, like... Yeah not rushing things has been the greatest thing to do yeah because now i'm perfecting my ideas it's just it's you gotta be able to accept not to rush it and it's hard it is hard (laughs) it's very hard especially where i went from shooting two shoots a day five days a week to Mm -hmm. shooting once a month yeah when i feel like it when i don't feel like rushing things and that's something you get in the photography world too is like You'll finish a shoot and then two hours are my photos are my photos done yet? You you finished the photos yet? And you're like No, I'm not even home. Just wait, wait I'm at three Subway. Weeks. Wait three weeks. 
that's as long as it's going to take. I always say like a week or two. Yeah. I usually I usually tell them two weeks, and it's usually, you know, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, certain shoots, certain shoots you do where you're like, that was fun. Editing's weird for me because I uh, I can't like edit over time. Like mm-hmm. I need to like just do it all at once. Yeah. But that at once could be right at the day after the shoot or the night after or like a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. Like when I feel like it, I'm like, okay, let's get it. And I go bang, 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 bang it out and it's fire. And so then do you done. find that like, well, obviously. I hate putting timelines on myself. See, when I shoot, I shoot a lot of portraits, right? Yeah. So for me, it's like if it's not relevant in my brain, like because when I'm shooting, I know what I want the yeah. whole time. Yeah, so no, that's same, why I same. usually edit like fairly recent, like after I shoot the photos, just because it's fresh in my mind. But if it's at the point like a week later, two weeks later, and I'm like, what did I want to do with these? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where was I going with this? Like the angles, this, the lighting. See, like I'm that. the same way as in I know what I want when I'm shooting, mm-hmm. but I don't have editing ideas Okay. till I'm there. So okay. I can wait like three months and then, okay. Let's do this and bang, 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 and then bang it out. And like a lot of people would say that's weird or improper or not the right way to do things. And then that's where I go. Good thing photography is how I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that that ties into the point I was talking about earlier where people like there's so much pressure on per having your process the same as everybody else's mm-hmm. where process doesn't matter. No. And that's and that's the mindset where it's like people are constantly re- ex- expecting you to have like 4k cameras and all this fancy stuff mm-hmm. and you need to edit like this and this and this and like all that's silly mm-hmm. because if you can get good results on a cheap camera editing your really wonka weird way <laughs> who cares yeah at the end of the day it doesn't matter see one question i like to ask usually on the podcast and i ask ben and other creators this is like their creative process right because i like it's not like i'm asking to to steal creative processes it's just i like to look at the crazy difference between like just you and i how you just said you have an idea when you're shooting what you want yeah not the edit when i shoot i i'm shooting knowing what i want for a finished product well most of my shoots i try to shoot as close to what i want Mm -hmm. final image in camera so you like colors and try everything. not to edit as much. Yeah, yeah. very minimal, I'd say. Yeah. See, and that's like a, that's an important thing for like your style, right? Yeah. That's what identifies. I don't you. know if I have a style. All my photos look weird to me. <laughs> I can tell it's. A I think Parker Clueless photo, has a style. Yeah. See, I can tell it's a Parker photo though. Yeah. Like you, you do have a style. Yeah. I can tell it's a Ben photo. Yeah. Well, Ben has a very distinct style. Yeah. And that's what sets him apart. I can well. tell it's a Ben Edwards style. I don't yeah. know if you know who Ben Edwards. I think is. I've heard of him. Super cool dude. Um, he's gonna be on the podcast sometime this month or next. Um, but no, frig, we're rounding. Oh dang, we're around an hour and a half. Oh no. So Sh- should we wrap it up soon? Well, I want to know, you know, where people can find. Obviously, your your brand and ob- like yourself, like if you you don't have to give your personal IG, but your your photography IG, or like you know where you post oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. post photo when you post photo. So <laughs> <laughs> when I post photos every month or two <laughs> or whatever, I have a few things coming that mm-hmm. should be neat. I'm not gonna post as much cars anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to post like whatever I feel. 
And that's important. I like I I went to L.A. over Christmas and yeah. I just stuck my camera out of the window on the bus and ooh. I seen and some I, of your photos. Yeah, I, I was just having fun. Um, so any photo video stuff shot by Little Park on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, YouTube, all the good stuff. And then for Clueless, it's at clueless.clq on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And TikTok. TikTok, yeah. where's that? Yeah, my one of my friends has been doing most of the Clueless TikTok That's stuff because I suck at it. <laughs> and I will fully admit that. Shout out David for doing Clueless TikTok. And I, I give him. Ask, do you have any shout outs you want to, you know, anybody you think I should bring on? Oh, who should you bring on? Oh, I hate being on the spot. No, this is not being on the spot. Oh, uh, you know? should I shout out the website too? Yeah, you should. Yeah, so if you want to <laughs> buy Clueless stuff, www.cluelessclq.com. Okay, that's easy to remember. And we got shirts and some crewnecks. We're doing a hat drop in the next week or so. That's exciting. Whenever I feel like posting it and shooting <laughs> it. Really? No, I think it's February 8th I'm dropping these hats. So that's soon. Yeah. That's really soon. I got to shoot the photos still. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing about, you know, shooting photos. Well, I think... Bad. I think having a brand and also knowing marketing stuff and also knowing photo and video stuff is like the holy trinity. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I am in an insane position. Because any idea I think of for this brand, I'm like, okay, I can go do it right now. Yeah. And then bam. Well, you have the marketing side. You have the photography video side. You have The only side I don't have is accounting because I have no idea what I'm doing. It's, it, it, you'll, My mom's an accountant though. So. You'll get comfy in it. Yeah, it, it does take a while. Um, it took me a while with like what I do in the podcast. Yeah. Like I'm trying to make the podcast profitable. Yeah, to a point where like getting, getting. Um, People are so on. focused on the money side. Mm-hmm. People are always has Clueless made a lot of money yet? It's like, no, but I don't expect to for like another three years. Yeah, this is a growing phase, and yeah, that's the I've big thing. This for this is my second year. Yeah, but that's like, the big thing. Not rushing again to the not rushing thing. Yeah. Building a foundation is important because if you don't have a foundation, stuff gets lost. Yeah. Uh, I should probably shout out Ben. Shout out Ben Ford for being the homie. Um, I'm excited to help him make this documentary I'm and the future ones. Executive producing or whatever you call it. <laughs> Just helping out, mm-hmm. helping the homie. Uh, all this story and stuff yeah shout out david shout out brandon for helping me run clueless those two those have been doing a lot and all the clueless boys honestly it's Which been david is it david leblanc oh, okay he drives a jetta vr6 okay yeah yeah because i know a lot of davids yeah so there's like, a bunch yeah and then brandon bork he is the black civic white cosmos okay yeah camber yeah the one yeah, with the white fenders yeah yeah we deliver. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that today. We yeah. deliver. Local. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a yeah. funny thing. That yeah, was that cool, was all though. fluke. You got that off a Little Caesars delivery car part out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, shout out all the Clueless boys, honestly. It's been very exciting having so many people support the mm-hmm. vision. You know what I mean? And think, oh, okay, this is cool. What you guys are doing is cool. Yeah. So that's been very fulfilling, I guess. That's cool. And I'm excited to see where you guys take it. I'm excited to see where you 
take yourself because, I mean, you're only young. Yeah. It's like the fact that you're starting at such a young age and you're already immersed in so much stuff now. Yeah, I feel like I run around with like a chicken with my head cut off (laughs) sometimes. Well, see, and it's weird, too, because like because I still am in school and in the summer I have to work a full time job to pay for school and stuff. So, yeah, so like it's a lot. It is a lot. But like I don't even consider it work. It's just fun Mm -hmm. at this point. See, the hustle there will pay off. Yeah. Like, you'll be able to take a breather and actually look back at what you created. Yeah. And you'll be you'll be impressed by it. But yeah, so definitely follow Parker on all his socials. And yes, sir. Check out Clueless. And all the Clueless guys on there, they're they're pretty dope, pretty dope guys. Oh, don't forget to check out Ben again. Yeah, check out Ben Ford. <laughs> podcast with both of us sometime yeah that's gonna it's that gonna would happen. be ridiculous it's gonna happen it's gonna happen that I would be nuts uh, i'm gonna s- i don't like aiming for dates but let's say uh i'm gonna i'm gonna aim for july yeah we'll make it happen that'd be july. nuts though yeah and uh because i know my summer is gonna be hectic because i'm starting i'm producing so i'm starting a network uh, okay yeah. united indigenous what yeah i think i heard yeah. briefly about that it's like People that want to do podcasts but can't afford it. Yeah. I mean, this gear is bare minimum, but it does what it needs to do. So I'm producing. That's all you need, really. Well, that's the biggest thing, right? The but bare pr- minimum and yeah. making a good product. Well, quality. Yeah, right? quality And these products. are quality. Yeah. Like, I mean, our voices sound really good right now. But I'm producing a, a podcast called Bannock Talks. And uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to leave it at because I was just about to give it away and I don't want to give it away. Because I realized that I told Ben when the audio was off about the cut. (laughs) Yeah. But no, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, If you've listened this far, like I said, go check out Parker's stuff and Clueless because he's doing some amazing stuff with what he does. But it was awesome having you on. Thank you. Yeah. See you guys again sometime. (laughs) And Moncton's been pretty cool. I mean, we're probably, what is it, 8 o'clock, so stuff's still open. Probably going to go... Go Walmart or something, yeah. the Atlantic Superstore, whatever it's called. Get some munchies, come back here, watch a movie or something. Mine's will put sure. this. This Airbnb is frozen. Like I'm. Yeah, that's what I was. Like, I was like, I it is cold. Back at that, and it's like that's on. I don't know. Maybe Mike. They don't work super well when like no negative forty. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. It's, yeah, because it's pulling cold air in. Yeah. Um, but no, thanks guys for tuning in. Um, definitely. Uh, check out the other podcasts with like Ben so you can listen to Ben's first then listen to this this would make more after sense after listening to this fully <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah I suppose I just said get at the end of the podcast go listen to the go back in time and listen to Ben's yeah if you if you skipped to the end to hear the ending <laughs> which a lot of you don't um, but yeah and you can find me on my social medias Mason Real Life all my social medias are pretty much the same Facebook Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All right, guys. Have a good night.